Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the seventh day of November. Welcome. So glad that you are here. It's my joy, my honor to be here with you reading the Word of God to us uh, with all of you as well, individually, collectively, and in community. What a journey we are on together reading the word in chronological order and making our way weaving in and out of this journey through the old testament took the better part of the year and here we are uh in smack middle towards the end of some of the gospels where we get to know the entire life teachings parables stories and just the indescribable love of this man named Jesus. It's my favorite time of year uh, for so many reasons, uh, and this is particularly one of them too, just to know him more, to know him, understand him, and try to understand this love that is incomprehensible, uh, how he goes to people that most of us would reject, uh, some of us would condemn, and we sometimes see that compassion is his motivation. And so we're reading this through the lens of four different men and people. And we know you put any four people together in a room and uh, recollections will vary. Uh, So it's interesting to read these stories sort of side by side and sometimes day after day and sometimes a couple days apart uh, and just find the different nuances and find uh, the different ways that people remembered the stories remembered Jesus and then the storytelling is completely different too. So we'll pick those little details out as we continue today in the book of Matthew. Today we're reading Matthew chapter 24 and we're continuing in the New English Translation, Matthew 24. Now as Jesus was going out of the temple courts and walking away, His disciples came to show him the temple buildings. And he said to them, Do you see all these things? I tell you the truth. Not one stone will be left on another. All will be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age, Jesus answered them, Watch out that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will mislead many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Make sure that you are not alarmed, for this must happen, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise up in arms against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to the persecuted and will kill you. You will be hated by all the nations because of my name. Then many will be led into sin, and they will betray one another 
and hate one another. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many. And because lawlessness will increase so much, the love of many will grow cold. But the person who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole inhabited earth as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. So when you see that abomination of desolation spoken about Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not come down to take anything out of his house, and the one in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing their babies in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath, for then there will be great suffering unlike anything that has happened from the beginning of the world until now, or ever will happen. And if those days had not been cut short, no one would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe him, For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Remember, I have told you ahead of time. So then, if someone says to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe him. For just like the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the suffering of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man arriving on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet blast, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Learn this parable from the fig tree. Whenever its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, know that he is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But as for that day and hour, no one knows it, not even the angels in heaven except the Father alone. For just like the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and took them all away. It will be the same at the coming of the Son of Man. There will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one left. There will be two women grinding grain with a mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay alert because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming... He would have been alert and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. 
Who then is the faithful and wise slave whom the master has put in charge of his household to give the other slaves their food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom the master finds at work when he comes. I tell you the truth, the master will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave should say to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, then the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not foresee, and will cut him in two and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Reading from the God of your story today for this particular reading. In Matthew's Gospel today, Jesus began a discourse on the future and the nature of the end times. Don't let anyone mislead you, he said. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. He then explains that in the end times, there would be wars, famine, and earthquakes, hatred, persecution, the appearance of false prophets, and rampant sin. Very troubling things. The end times can be a disturbing subject, but as Jesus continues to teach on this topic, we will find that his intention wasn't to conjure terror. Rather, he sought to provide clarity, awareness, and hope. In today's reading, Jesus gave specific counsel. Don't panic. According to Jesus, the signs are as birth pains, and we know that the pain of birth comes new life. We indeed long for the restoration of all things. The Bible speaks of this in terms of the Hebrew word shalom. Although we often interpret shalom as peace, we are fundamentally speaking, fundamentally speaking of wholeness and restoration of the way things were always meant to be. We long for a time when Jesus reigns and shalom is complete, but first our world will go through a birthing process. We must be vigilant so that we have context and awareness of what is happening around us. The one who endures to the end will be saved, Jesus said. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. When we allow the darkness that exists in the world to cause anxiety and apprehension, We are approaching the end times incorrectly. According to Jesus, in order for all things to be made new, the world must endure a rebirth. May we, along with the saints of old and the great cloud of witnesses, long for that day and declare, Amen. Come Lord Jesus. And then we turn the page in the God of your story to continue uh, the 21st, 24th chapter of Matthew. For millennia, we've tried to observe the signs of the times and make predictions on where we find ourselves cosmically. But living this way can lead to uncertainty, fear, and hysteria. Jesus called to a different perspective. No one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. 
These words have the power to change how we live every moment of our lives starting right now. Jesus told us that yes, things are going to get bumpy, but our heart's posture is not to be one of fear or panic. Rather, we should live with awareness and hope. We're not going to figure out something that even Jesus claims not to know, but we can and must be prepared and aware. The correct stance toward the future is to live as if it's already underway. If we heed this counsel, we will be ready, ready for the end times and ready to participate in and collaborate with God in the redemption of the world right now. That feels like very sound commentary to me. I have grown up in church culture my entire life. We have been waiting my entire life. It could be any day my entire life. And the thing I find interesting is I think the things that Jesus mentioned has been a part of culture, time, society, the world, however you want to describe it, since he walked the earth. And I think that's the point. It will always be. These things will always be present among us and occurring. How will we respond? Do we engage in the hysteria? Do we panic? Do we live in complete and utter fear? And the answer to all of these things is no. If we have the hope of Christ, we have the free bingo chip on the bingo card of our faith. We get, we get that automatically. It comes automatically. And our hope is not a contingency plan to our situation. Hope is a prerequisite to our faith. Our hope, our future, what is to come and what will be is secure. It does not mean it's perfect. It does not mean it's easy. It does not mean it is showers and endless rainfall of blessings. It means there will be trials. There will be tribulations. Jesus warned us of this. There will be pain. It will be part of our story. And what we do is pray it away and get out of it as fast as we possibly can. But we have things, we, we have truths, we have promises that we know this is from Jesus himself. This is what he said. Fear not, for I have overcome the world. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I came to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. These are the words of Jesus. We have to remember these promises and hold on to them. When it gets uncertain, when it gets hard, when it gets rocky, when the world comes at us, Will our response be truth? Will our response be love? And will our response be the truth in love? 
Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are, for what you said, what you came to do. We can get so hung up on the things that you did, and maybe you did them one time, but that's not what you said that you came to do. We cling to the things that you said you promised. You told us the reason that you came. And we do not have to look at the future with fear. We do not have to look at the future with trepidation. We do not, and we do not have to panic. We have to trust you. We have to know that our future is secure. No matter what happens, you will be with us. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. May we cling to that as our life raft, as our anchor that holds us in place when the storms come. And the storms will come. And man, they will rock our surroundings. But our foundation is secure. And I pray in this moment, God, that we will know that we will suffer, that it will be painful, that it will be hard. It will not be easy, but you will be with us. You are our hope. We are not a people without hope. And we thank you for these promises that only you can bring us. And we pray this now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base. Take a look around. If you have not, download the app. If you would like to partner with us, thank you so much for every gift. We could not do this without you. And I am so thankful that we do not have to. So grateful that you stand with us in this capacity. If you are giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or you can click the give icon. It's up at the top right hand corner of your mobile app. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, you can reach out several different ways, 800-583-2164. Or once again, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel over to chronological, and it will get to the right channel. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Love one another. Hi, Dabsy family. This is Synergy Sherry from Northwest Indiana. I don't call in too often, but I listen and pray with you every day. Um, I am just going to ask for some prayers for my mother. Uh, she's had quite a year and a half. She got very ill last year, and we were caring for her in her home. And uh, we actually had her in hospice for some extra care. Um, and then this past April, they 
graduated her out of hospice, she started to improve, which was a exciting blessing, but she also could not be home alone. So we started uh, just praying about what to do, and, and a friend that was actually helping care for her suggested a wonderful uh, retirement village. So we looked at it, we loved it, we moved her on July 18th, and she just transitioned beautifully there. She was doing so well. And then we found out on August 30 that this building actually had structural damage and they were going to have to move out all the residents and either tear it down or try to mediate it, but they couldn't do it with the residents there. So uh, it was a bit of a rocky journey, but they um, opened a uh, new building that used to be a skilled rehab center and um, at one of their sister facilities and we were able to get her in a real very small room there but you know we were excited it's still a christian nursing home and so we moved her a second time on october 2 so it's been a month now and it's just not going well there um, they're used to doing skilled rehab care and not necessarily assisted living um, i got there yesterday and found out she was on an antibiotic um, she told me that and I asked why and she said I don't know so I checked with the nurses and they said oh she has pneumonia which no one notified us of and um, so I'm just and there's been some other issues too um, with the way they care for her which isn't really assisted living care so if you could just pray that God gives us guidance on what to do it would be appreciated love you all thank you bye hey y'all hey it's Simone from Texas guys I just left my doctor's office and I need prayer. I'm trying to go as quick as I can. Um, I need a colonoscopy because I'm having issues with my stomach. Um, I need to get my mammogram checked because I failed to do that this year and it's very important with my sister having died from breast cancer. I need to see a hematologist because my platelets are off. Um, God, um, they're showing signs of damage to my kidneys, so I need to see a specialist for that. I left with two medications for my blood pressure because I can't seem to get it under control. I left with a medication for um, my iron because I'm anemic. I left with medication for my cholesterol because my high, my good cholesterol is too low. My bad cholesterol is too high. I also left with medication for um diabetes because I am pre-diabetic so that was my doctor's office I'm sorry so I just need prayer because my body is shutting down and I had a meltdown in the doctor's office and she said the good thing is all of this can be reversed it's not gonna kill you um, we just need to get it all under control so I go back in two weeks so we can set up a game plan and I just, I need prayer. I'm all over the place and I, yeah, I just, I need prayer. And she looks at me and she says, the only thing I can tell you, sweetheart, is you need a new job because your job is literally killing you. It is now manifesting in my body. I'm so sick. I'm so tired all the time and I'm just, guys, pray for me. Hey, Debsy fam, it's Carrie, a.k.a. Jesus Girl. I just wanted to lift up um, a couple people. First of all, Lord, I come to you, and I thank you so much for our oh-so-faithful sister, Tanya from Suffolk, Lord. And she is outrageously faithful to call in and pray over others. And, Lord, she never asks, but, Lord, we need to hold her up. 
And the other day she did ask that we continue to remember her and her marriage, Lord, and her family. Lord, I just, I bring her to you now and I thank you. I praise you for her. And Lord, I just ask that you be the sustainer of her. Lord, that you continue to work in and through her marriage. Lord, that you bless it, that you help it to become the marriage that it was originally intended to be, Lord. And I thank you that you have brought it back together to repair it. And Lord, I ask that you be with her family. Lord, I ask that you continue to work in and through her daughter's life, that she continue to grow um, closer to you. And I thank you and I praise you for that. And Lord, I also want to bring you the Harden and the Brown family. As a community, we're all anxiously waiting to hear news of um, China's new baby. And Lord, we just, it's a time of... Um, change in their life and so Lord I just ask that you be with each and every one of them it's um I'm sure it's hard for Jill to have taken over going back to doing Dab C full time but Lord we know that you are faithful and that you are capable of working all the things out in the manner with which will bring you the most glory and so Lord I just ask that you be with them I Lord I pray that this new life comes in as a blessing and is healthy Lord and that you help China to not suffer from postpartum depression this time around, Lord, but for it to be a time of just pure joy. Family, I love you. I pray that you also have a blessed day. Bye.